Hi, friends. Welcome back to Transform the Now. I'm Dr. Nathan Palai with my buddy, Dr. Tucker Boyle. What's up? What's up, Nate? <laughs> so, friends, we hope you are doing well. And, and let me just tell you a story in my life. Like recently, I, I just went to a basketball game with Miss Kristen, my wife. It was wonderful. Um, the team we were cheering for won. And we were hungry afterwards. And so I was like, where do you want to go? And she's like, I'm okay, wherever. And I was like, well, I, I don't I don't know. What do you want to do? And it just revealed a little bit kind of how we roll sometimes where um, we're, we're, we're pretty passive. Uh, I, I heard a conversation between my son and a friend also that they were trying to decide what to watch. And they're like, I don't know. Dad, what do you want to watch? I don't know. And finally, my son, who's a rather more direct guy, is like, this is what we're watching. And they sat down and watched it. And, and I don't know if this happens to you, Tucker, but like I've noticed in my life that there there's almost this idea that I am just floating along and reacting instead of acting and i'm i'm almost waiting for something to happen to to push me or move me in another way uh, and i don't know have you seen something similar any any thoughts any ideas any comments to to help me through this <laughs> this sort of idea well absolutely i think that's something that more recently in my life i've kind of been seeing like i've just been kind of like floating down this river like a stick that gets stuck under a tree or whatever and I'm at the mercy of the current of life rather than like being the the decider of where life is going right and so in that reactive state sometimes it's really easy to just you know I don't care where we go to eat or I don't care what we do next uh I don't feel a lot of control anyway um, so I can totally relate to that, Nate. I love that you're bringing up this conversation. Dude, that, that idea of control is fascinating there. Like, and I, I know, know you and I are on the same page here. We, we believe deeply that, that we are creators, that, that this is an, an essence of who we are to make, create, and be. And, and I think that has to do with our, our own lives too, like that, that we get to form it and create it. But but so frequently, I feel like we just are, are kind of extras in the show where we're receiving a role and we, we play that role and react to forces or are pushed along. And I think we don't have to live that way. In fact, I'm feeling that very much recently with you is that we can create and we can create emotion, we can create thoughts, we can um, change the neural pathways in our brain. We can receive a different way to live. Like that's way exciting to me. Uh, and so I, I'd like you just to talk a, a little bit about your process and where you've been and how this has uh, helped you on this journey of creation rather than just stick water flowing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it gets me excited thinking about the future. If I get to create the future right? rather than I just get to keep floating along and see what the future does to me, right? Hopefully, no, man, give me creation. That sounds powerful. Yeah, it is a powerful concept. And I think we're meant to create and to be powerful like that. But sometimes just in the world, we let other people kind of dictate to us what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go. We kind of let 
we've learned different roles. Oh, now I'm playing this role and somebody in this role does this. Now I'm playing this role and somebody in this role does this. Rather than like thinking expansively, experiencing expansively and feeling expansively. So maybe one way to think about this is it's so easy for our minds to just assimilate uh, life and context and what's going on and just to find a little niche to fit into. And then our life starts, our, our mind starts running our life. And maybe I'll suggest that there is another way to live that is more powerful, where instead of our mind running our life, our heart gets the chance to run the life and the mind becomes sub subservient to the heart, if that makes sense. Dude, you, you might have to talk me through this a little bit because like I am, I'm really familiar with my mind running my life, my mind running all the time, in fact, even thoughts coming up and, and honestly I, I feel like sometimes i create those thoughts and sometimes i'm like where did that thought come from um so so i i've definitely been in this space more than in, in a heart focused space so, so like what what does that look like what what are you talking yeah to? absolutely and i think if i'm getting the uh, numbers right i think in studies, scientists say that up to 90% of our thoughts are repetitive and mm. just not original, right? And so we just keep thinking the same things over again. We keep having the same, uh, you know, okay, now it's this time of day and this is when I do this. And a lot of our thoughts are unoriginal and happening to us rather than thoughts that we are creating. And so, yeah, very much so. I think that's that's kind of how it goes. We grow up, we assimilate into society, and then we start thinking the way that the that our culture and society around us uh, around us thinks. And so there, we really have limited control over that until we start to kind of awaken to a new way of being. Now, let me see if I can. Uh, here's one new way to think about it. Oftentimes we think a thought and then our emotions respond to that thought. Okay. Yep. So for example, uh, we did an episode a few weeks ago about cold showers, right? I remember turning on the cold water and my mind would quickly want to label it. Like, I hate this. This is miserable. This is so cold. And as soon as my mind labeled it and said it hated it, I would start to feel emotions that would come up in me to react to that. I would start to resist it, want to get it over with. It felt like it was long and miserable. And more recently, I've been noticing when those thoughts are about to arise and label it, I'll just keep it from, uh, keep it from labeling, keeping it from judging and allow the experience to just be what it is and continue. And then I'm not miserable. Um, and that translates to all of life, right? Our mind usually just runs the show without us even realizing it, slapping labels on things, making judgments about things, putting everything into categories. And our emotions just are along for the ride. Like you see somebody that you had a hard time, a hard conversation with, and you're like, oh, that person bugs me. And all of a sudden the emotions arise in you uh, to match that thought or that react to that thought. Does that make any sense, Nate? Oh, for, I think for, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow hundred percent with that. I think most of us do. Yeah. yeah, and so what if we could switch it 
so that we were living from the heart and our thoughts were servants to the intentions of our hearts. I want to explore that creative space a little bit. What thoughts come to you initially as I say that? Like living from the heart, from intention, rather than living just reacting to thought. Yeah, like, and I've been playing around with this in my own life too, right? And what I felt is it goes from just acting a role, being an extra in the movie to, to being a creator, being a director, bring, being the playwright type thing. Like, oh, I get a, I get a choose, then I'm choosing something awesome. Whereas <laughs> before it was like this spirit of fear, like, I don't know, something bad's going to ha- come and happen and slap me in the face. But if I'm, if I get a choose, then I'm choosing good stuff and fun stuff. And, and that's, that sort of intention and creation and even emotional elevation, I like that's exciting stuff to me. Yeah, it is exciting. And I think what it re- represents is like an expanded consciousness. So our consciousness isn't swallowed up in our thoughts and subject to our thoughts, but it's beyond our thoughts. We're living from hearts and desires from our will. And then the, the thoughts st- start to serve our intentions. So this may sound super abstract because uh, it kind of is because it's so not the norm. Um, so I thought maybe we could do a practice today and see if we can uh, swap instead of the heart serving the mind, just do a practice where we can start visualizing the mind serving the heart. Are we down or anything else to say before we do it? No, I love this. I want to practice this. I, okay. I, want this. I want this in my life. Okay, let's try it. So just a simple practice today. We'll just have you, whoever's listening, if you can, if you're in a space, you can uh, close your eyes. And let's take a long, deep breath. Slow down the cadence of our breathing. Let it out. Let's do another long, deep breath. And let it out. And maybe already when you start the slow breathing, you can start to send messages to your mind that the mind is not in control right now. We are going to take us to a different place. Um, One more long, deep breath. Now, with the next breath, let's breathe into the space around the heart, just your chest area. And notice as you breathe in the sensation of the air going in through your nose or mouth and feeling the chest area. Bring your awareness, your full presence into that chest area around your heart. And as you do that, maybe visualize this. You know when you're blowing up a balloon and you you blow into it once and then you pinch it so that the air can't get out and you take another breath and then you blow it some more? We're kind of going to do that in reverse where you'll breathe in a breath. And I want you to imagine the space around your heart expanding. But when you breathe out, I want you to imagine that it stays expanded like it's pinched off, if that makes sense. So take another deep breath and expand that space around your heart even more. 
And let's do a couple of more breaths where you visualize that space around your heart expanding more and more and staying expanded. Now here's a, a powerful next move. As you feel that space around your heart and in your chest, let's purposely introduce positive emotion into it. You might choose gratitude, love, compassion, peace. Choose one for you that feels easily accessible at this point and resonant. And if you like if you choose gratitude, just purposely open yourself to gratitude. We're not necessarily thinking about it. We're opening our hearts, opening the space and letting it flow in to the space around our heart. Now, this might be a new concept or a foreign concept. Sometimes we think our emotions come as a result of a thought, but here we are purposely intending emotions to expand in us surround our heart and fill our heart. Take a couple of more breaths, just focusing on elevating a positive emotion and introducing it into that space. Now, if you'd like to prolong this, you can pause podcast and sit in this space a little bit with this elevated emotion. You may even be able to feel that your body is reacting to that. You may feel it flowing to other places throughout your body, but it is a powerful practice to introduce elevated emotion into this heart space. And it introduces you into a higher state of consciousness and I'll just invite you to slowly open your eyes as we conclude and maybe look around you, look at your surroundings a little bit and now see them continue. And as you see them, continue seeing them from the heart space. Now we're trying to operate from a new place, not just the mind, the thought, but from the space of an expanded heart with elevated emotion. And for me, Nate, as I've practiced this, it's been transformative for me. It's helped me, like I walk away from that type of practice and I see people differently. I see things differently. And I, and I would love to hear what your experience or your thoughts are. Well, yeah, number one, I love that idea of creating positive emotion and not just being subject to the environment. Like that, that's cool. I, I want that. I want to live in a space of of joy, of, of peace, of excitement. I'm kind of an excited guy. I want to be up. I want to be bright. I want to be happy. Um, it was interesting for me as, as you led me through that, um, I noticed, uh, and I don't know a good way to say this, as I sought to introduce the new, new emotion, there's almost like a, a point of friction where it was like pushing against it, pushing against it. And then yeah. it broke through and opened up um, and I felt it and I felt it throughout my body. I felt grateful. I felt excited. I, I felt up. And then I felt honestly, my mind be like, well, tried to, to rush in and, and kind of almost stamp down on it that a little bit. And so right. it, it was to use my will or my consciousness 
uh, to refocus again and, and just to open up is that that stance of openness seems to allow um, energy that that doesn't have to be subject to anything else start to flow through. So for, for me, that was cool. It's kind of a little bit of a roller coaster, but just that that intentionality of creation and openness is, is kind of what I, I was excited about. Oh, yeah, that's so real, Nate. For me, oftentimes, I'll do a meditation like this and introduce an elevated emotion and start to feel, oh, this is beautiful. And then, like you say, my mind catches on something else. And I don't know how long I'm gone for. But then I, I notice that, oh, my mind is taking back control. It's almost like the mind is a little bit like used to being in charge of this Tucker guy. And uh, so it takes some practice to to say, OK, no, you're not leading this right now. It takes me a lot of practice. Um, but that's very that's why we do this. Right. That's why we practice. We're reprogramming ourselves to uh, let the heart lead the mind rather than vice versa. And it is going to be a work in progress. My my oldest son rarely cooks. And the other day he was in the kitchen and he made an actual meal and he declares loudly to the house, I'm the cooker guy in this house now. And so like, <laughs> I feel like that's the declaration we make. Like I am the, this conscious being. I'm the cooker guy in this house now. And <laughs> we're going to cook what I want here. We're going to do like the desires I want. We're going to be intentional about the creation here. Yeah. Yeah, what a powerful way to live, right? If we, I am the creator of this life, I am the creator of the future, and I am going to uh, do the cooking, whether or not you you like it, brain. I'm the cooker and, guy in this house. Yeah, that's so great. I love that. So hopefully that was a helpful practice. Hopefully this just gets everybody thinking of what are ways that we can embrace life, live life up like Nate says it and uh, be creators rather than just extras on the stage of life. So we would invite you to do the meditation at, at your leisure, but also just as moments throughout the day, look for moments where you can reassert that you are the creator in this environment. If you're in traffic, instead of just being subject to the traffic, create and elevate and practice this skill. Some of these places that you found monotonous previously can be moments of creation because you're forced into a situation where you can create. So just look for the, those spots and opportunities as you go throughout the week. Any, any other thoughts there, Tucker? No, I love it. Thanks so much for being with us, everybody. We'd love to hear if you're having good experiences uh, or any questions going forward.